Our sinful tendency is to believe that our status with God is dependent on us. You are not right with God based on what you do for him. Because you're right with God based on his free grace, based on his act of justifying you, based on the work of Christ. And you simply receive that by faith. Welcome to the Fox Den with Terry Fox. Greetings, everyone, and thanks for joining me in the Fox Den. One of the most important things you need to know as a Christian is how you are right with God. Our sinful tendency is to believe that our status with God is dependent on us. Have we sinned too much that God has kicked us out of the kingdom? Have we done enough good works for God to look favorably on us? But this thinking is improper. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the only way to be right with God, and I want to help you see why you need to know this very important doctrine. When we talk about the only way to be right with God, we're talking about justification. Now, unfortunately, I've heard pastors say that they don't like to talk about justification because people get turned off by these big words. But I have a problem with this for several reasons. First, it assumes that people aren't smart enough to understand it. Let's face it, we talk to our kids about immunizations. So if we can use big words with our kids, certainly we can use big words like justification with adults. Second, it's a failure to understand the importance of this doctrine. Knowing how you're right with God provides you with a great deal of comfort, and it softens your heart and moves you to love God more. And third, if we don't talk about justification, then we're not talking about how to be right with God. So justification is just way too important not to talk about and not to understand. So let me introduce you to the Westminster Standards. They were written by a group of pastors and theologians back in 1648. The Westminster Standards include the the Confession of Faith and the larger and shorter catechisms. Now, a catechism is merely an education tool, and the shorter catechism has 107 questions. Question 33 asks, what is justification? It answers the question by saying justification is an act of God's free grace wherein he pardons all our sins and accepts us as righteous in his sight only for the righteousness of Christ imputed to us and received by faith alone. So I want to take some time to unpack that answer and look at the different parts. So first, we see that justification is based on God's free grace. That means that justification is not earned. Grace really has the idea of pleasing, so it pleased God to justify. So because it's based on God's free grace, it's not earned. You cannot earn justification, or you cannot be justified based on your works, on your righteousness. You can't do enough good works for God to justify you, and the reason why is you're already guilty in Adam. You can go back to episode 2, The Gospel Explained and Why It Matters, and episode 3, How to Get to Heaven, where I talk a little bit more about this in depth. So if you're already guilty in Adam, how can you justify yourself when you're already unjustified? You're already unrighteous. You can't justify yourself. So therefore, our justification is based on God's free grace alone. Next, we see that justification is an act of God. That means it's a one-time event. We have been justified. That means nothing can unjustify you. Now compare this with sanctification. In question 35, it defines sanctification for us, and we see that sanctification is a work of God's free grace. Do you see the difference? Justification is an act of God's free grace. Sanctification is a work of God's free grace. 
Both are based on God's free grace, but one is an act, one-time act, and the other is a work, a continuing work or ongoing work. Paul confirms this definition of justification in Romans 5.1, and there he says that we have been justified. It's a past tense action. Now, one of the problems we see in the church today is people confuse justification and sanctification, and they treat justification as if it's an ongoing work. They think justification is a process. Justification is not a process. Justification is a one-time act of God. So they think that they have to live a holy life in order to be justified. But you can't live a perfect life because you continue to sin. It's not possible. As a matter of fact, Paul confirms that in Romans chapter 7, verses 7 to 25, where he says he doesn't do the things he wants, and he does the things that he doesn't want. So he's talking about the Christian life or this tension of the Christian life where we want to do good, but we continue to sin. So because we continue to struggle with sin for the remainder of our lives, we'll never live a holy life to be justified. So don't confuse justification with sanctification. When you do that, you're going to be discouraged because you're going to think that your justification depends on your good works and you will continue to justify yourself, but you can't. Now let's take a look at what God does in justification, and there's two parts here. And first, he pardons all our sins. Second, he accepts us as righteous. So we're going to take some time to look at each of these individually. So first, God pardons all our sins. Now what does that mean that God pardons all our sins? First, it means that he forgives them. He no longer holds them against us. He lets them go. Second, he forgives all our sins, and that means past, present, and future sins. Now, I'm sure you're asking, how can God forgive the sins I haven't yet committed? Well, God forgives them even before they're committed. God forgiving your sins is not dependent on you confessing your sins. Should we confess our sins? Sure. Confessing our sins is honest. It's humble, right? When we confess our sins, we acknowledge that God is holy and we are not. So it's honest and humble to confess our sins. But forgiveness of our sins is not dependent on our confession of them. Well, let's look at this from another angle. Romans 5.1, we have been justified. Our justification is a current condition. Paul could never make this statement if we're unjustified when we sin. If tomorrow's sins aren't forgiven, then we'll be unjustified when we sin, and then we'd be at war with God again. But remember, justification is an act of God's free grace. So if it's an act of God's free grace— then certainly he's forgiven tomorrow's sins already. Think about it. Paul's readers must have had unconfessed sins, and yet he says that they have been justified. So they had been justified with unconfessed sins. So unless God has forgiven all our sins, past, present, and future, we cannot say that we have been justified. So the first thing that God does in justification is he forgives all your sins, all of them. In the second part, he accepts us as righteous. Righteous really has the idea of fulfilling all the requirements. So in reference to God, it means a person has fulfilled the requirements of God's law. But you haven't fulfilled the requirements of his law. You've sinned against him. So standing on your merits, you are unrighteous. But this is the amazing thing. Though you're unrighteous according to your own works, God accepts you as righteous. He accepts you as if you fulfilled his requirements. Did you catch that? God declares the unrighteous righteous. He declares the sinner not guilty. 
How can he do that? Well, the Shorter Catechism says that God imputes the righteousness of Christ to us, and it is received by faith alone. So first, to impute means to put to your account. So God credits the righteousness of Christ to you, or he assigns it to you. And he didn't do this because you're a good person or because you've done good works. Again, he did this by his grace, and you received it by faith alone, by depending on Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and your salvation, God credits the righteousness of Christ to you. So you don't receive this by doing good works. You receive this by faith alone. So here's the bottom line. You are not right with God based on what you do for him. You are right with God based on what he has done to you and for you. So why is this so important? Well, your tendency is to believe that your standing with God is based on you. Your tendency, like mine, is to believe that your standing with God is based on you obeying the law, based on you doing good works. But if we stand on our own good works, our own merit, our own obedience to the law, we stand condemned. And if you continue to stand on your merit, you will probably wonder at times whether or not you're good to go with God. This is why this is so important. You focus your attention on what God has done to you and for you, knowing that he has justified you based on his grace and the work of Christ. Your standing with God is based on him alone, not on anything that you have done for him. And quite frankly, even the faith that God requires is a gift from him. We see that in Ephesians 2.8. So here's my assignment for you. Take time to memorize the Westminster Shorter Catechism, question 33, because I think it will become a great source of encouragement in times of struggle. In those times that you begin to wonder, have I I displeased God? Has he kicked me out of the kingdom? Have I sinned too much? Have I not confessed all my sins? Have I done enough good works? You fall back on that answer and you realize God has done it all. We are justified by his free grace. And what this answer does is it helps you understand that God is never going to kick you out of the kingdom. Because you're right with God based on his free grace, based on his act of justifying you, based on the work of Christ. And you simply receive that by faith. So I believe the answer to this question is going to be a great deal of encouragement in those times of struggle.